I'm Reginald D. Hunter. And if you know anything, then you'll know to watch the podcast called Promoter Miles. <laughs> Let's get this one going for number episode number 22 of the Promoter Mouth podcast. Hello, Pablo. Hello, Kai. Two little ducks. 22. Quack, quack. That's I'm it. supposed to That's go, it. aren't I? Yeah, yeah. Try that again. Two little ducks. Quack, quack. That's it. We love the old bingo, don't we? And thank you to our introduction. Uh, Mr. Reginald D. Hunter, who must have watched... All of our four videos yeah. that we've done so far. Yeah, and uh, uh, it's nice to see he's a fan. Uh, he he um, grabbed me as I was as, as he was running to the car from your gig. He goes, "Oh, I, for, I forgot," and then he, he just wanted to do that. It's lovely that he listens. Yeah, yeah, he, he didn't want to miss it. Clearly, it's nice to have fans like that. Yeah, they're all they're all after a bit of the old promoter mouth, aren't they? <laughs> um, I can't say I blame them. No, I can't say I blame them either. But it's it's really reassuring. That's what I would say. Well, here we are, uh, and uh, we've got a new microphone. Yeah, it's, um, if I'm sounding even more sexy than normal, it's because there's a microphone in front of me which looks a bit more sexy than the last microphone that stopped working. Yeah, it stopped working part way through the last episode, and sure, sure enough, I had to get another one. And I, and yeah, it's sexy. Oh, he said sure enough, and yeah. it, it is sure, isn't it? Yeah. Sure. Sure. <laughs> so let's... What's this all about, Pablo? Right. Straight, straight forward this time, okay? Go on. No messing around. No flexing. Right. And no, no flexing. No, I'm going to go straight. No, dude. Good luck, mate. Yeah, all right. Two rival comedy motors. Oh, you oh, see? Fuck it. Have no, a little stretch. Up. Have a little stretch. All right, okay. After three, two, no, no, one. No, I was ready to go then. Right. Oh, no. Don't All stretch right. again. No. <laughs> two rival comedy promoters happen to live in the same sleepy town in Norfolk. Rather than be at each other's throats, competing for territory like crap Colombian cartel leaders, we have joined together with the joint aim of banging on about the UK comedy scene through the lens of also living in an idyllic English market town. Very, very nicely done. That stretch made the difference. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was that was almost faultless, I would say. Thank yeah. you, thank you, Pablo. Oh, thank you. It, it might be an idea just to clip that one and we'll just play it. <laughs> it would be nice, wouldn't it? Uh, we talked about getting Arthur Smith to maybe read it, but I think that might be a stretch. You might think that's uh, taking the piss. That's a that yeah. You might challenge us. Well, well, we're going to see him in a couple of weeks. So. True that, yeah. Um, so we're going to have a week roundup. We're going to uh, do a bit of praise. Be we, we've had a busy old time, haven't we? As it's been a yeah, that's what it's all about. Uh, comedy rumours, forward slash shit housery, parking like a twat in Loddon and Chedgrave, opinion whores, hellfire and damnation, and some contrition. There's not a lot down on the list for for some of these later ones, but uh, yeah, yeah we, we might think of something. Pablo, how's your week been? Given what this pod's about, a lot of things that 
have happened in the week is being to do with what this pod's about. Uh, we went down the pub and did a Patreon episode, didn't we? They had a Patreon pool party. That's it, yeah. We went to the King's Head on Saturday afternoon for a game of pool in the back room and we did a little Patreon podcast for this special Patreon people. Yeah, yeah, we did. And uh, we, we got complimented on it by Patreons, so thank you. Yeah. Uh, and I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, if, if you want more than that, uh, be a Patreon. And if anyone would want access to that... Uh, then pop over to our Patreon page and sign up. It's uh, it's only a pound a week, four pound a month. We get about three pounds sixty of that. Did you know that? Uh, of the four pound, oh, the rest right. goes to Patreon. But it's a it's a growing growing list, and we're very proud of it. Uh, so thank you, Patreon. Yep. www.patreon.com forward slash promoter mouths. Yeah, easy. Just type it in now. Don't even think about it. Just type it. Yeah, just do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, don't. Keep listening. Yeah, you can do it on your phone. Um, all right. Yeah. So we 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 had a, we had a nice time, didn't we? We um we we indulged in a in a, a few beers. I think we had more than five in, didn't we? Um, we did. Unfortunately, I have to say, I was plastered by the end of it. I was. I, I staggered home. I've not seen you quite like that before. <laughs> I really did have trouble getting back. I think it was because I hadn't eaten uh, in the afternoon. And yeah, I was in, in a right old two and eight. I, uh, I came back. Uh, I discovered the next day a text from my daughter saying, put the hot water on. But when they came home, I was flat out on the sofa. Oh, did you yeah. end up in a doghouse? Well, yeah, it was quite, yeah, I oh. think a little bit. Oh, well. A little bit because uh, I neglected my duties. Yeah, I was all right. I got back uh, soon enough and uh, uh, Mohammed came round and uh, sorted me out with some food. I was steaming, mate. Uh, did, did he not watch the uh, Eurovision? No. He was already gone. I stayed up and watched that. Why would you do that? And Mrs. Pablo came back and we both watched it together. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've got nothing against it. I just don't see the value of it. We, we saw um, uh, who, who hopefully will be a future patron if uh, if what he's, if he stands by what he says. But uh, old uh, Simon Peck from the White Horse. Oh, he's the sort of person that loves a bit of the old Eurovision, I think. Well, yeah, he was in the pub, wasn't he? And, and the, he, um, he, he uh, rushed off about half an hour before he started. Oh, to, yeah. To, to watch have a Eurovision party. That was right. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> You can't remember, can you? Jesus. <laughs> I do remember that now. I didn't realise you are such a lightweight. I do, I do remember that now. Yeah, you just brought it back to me. Yeah, he was rushing off home where they were having a, a Eurovision party with balloons yeah. and costumes. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hope you had fun, Simon. So what else happened? Oh, yeah, we, we um, well, WCB Comedy put on... Um, one of our double ups. They were two really good gigs. Yeah, no, I was really pleased. Um, yeah, I was pitching myself for days after. I was pitching <laughs> these gigs. These, I do double up normally on a Friday, which means I work my day job during the Friday. So I'm up doing my day job, and then just after five, half past five or whatever, I down tools and have to sort of t- turn into a comedy promoter. And then you know, fast forward about six hours later, and. I'm sat there looking at my phone, looking at the photographs, and thinking, "What a bloody night! What a night that was!" Weird, like to be in the office during the day, like just talking about normal office things, and then at the night time, yeah, yeah, you're meeting your comedy heroes quite literally. I mean, but your mind's not really on the job, old, is old it, Reginald? Is it your mind's not really on your day job oh, on, it is. on a no. day like that? 
Absolutely, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm laser focused. I'm very good at compartmentalizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can believe that. If we didn't have a podcast, you'd be going now. Yeah, you're you're scared now, aren't you? You're getting twitchy. No, no. It's, no In case right. anyone listens, and it's like, <laughs> oh, oh, Paul wasn't focused on that Friday, was he? Absolute laser focus. Okay. And uh, yeah, you have to be. Business is business, you know. Listeners, uh, do do message us in if you think. Pablo was laser-focused on the Friday before his gigs. I tell you, I wasn't laser-focused on a Saturday, apart from when I was playing you at pool. I didn't realise how rubbish you are at pool. Well, for the patrons, the patrons, uh, they got a commentary of me beating you two yeah. games. We had another game, and you bloody lost that as well. Yep. Yeah. You need to do better. Um I'm not really a pool player, but there again, you refuse point blank to play darts with me. So let's uh, let's next game up is darts. All right, you can't play darts. Well, you will play darts. <laughs> well, I'll give you one game. No, you won't. You'll give me at least three, so I can level the score. All right. Well, uh, that's only fair. Didn't you used to play for county or something mad like that? No, I used to play for the King's Head. Yeah. So you've actually been in the darts team. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, you'll win that then. Yeah, I will. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I will. Mm. Um, but you refused to play it. I didn't refuse to play pool, did I? Look, I'm not a pool shark. I'm crap at it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I still beat you. Um, <laughs> but I wasn't. I wasn't sticking my bollocks on the corner pocket when I was when you were trying to put a black ball. I wasn't showing you the crack of my ass when you were trying to put a black ball. Just a bit of fun. Uh, yeah. Those things happened, and that does put you off your stroke, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> Should really mention a little bit more about that game. I won't bang on it about it for, forever, but um, about the game? No, about the about the the double up gig. Oh, I thought you were talking <laughs> about the pool again. Will a, will a listener be interested to know that we had Reginald D Hunter doubling up at Southwold Arts Centre? Right? Well, they've been so, hearing about it for really, the last six weeks, mate. Yeah, yeah, and we and we also had uh, Ross McGrain. Um, Cracking job, old yeah. Roscoe. Yeah, o- opening at Southwold and doing the middle at uh, Secretary Theatre. He has come on a bundle. I had him a couple of years ago in Thurn. He's done Chadgrave as well. But uh, last night, seeing him on the big stage in front of yeah. a big audience, he really did uh, take it by the horns. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice, nice fellow. Loving as well. his work. Yeah, I mean, I, I was booking him when he was an open spot, and he, and he, he kind of when I booked him because I liked him. And I kind of knew he was getting up, 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 up a level because you could sort of see following socials and that. But I wasn't quite, you know, I hadn't seen him in a while, so I sort of took a bit of a chance, but I was keen to. And also, as well, his Essex or the proximity of uh, uh, Woodbridge as well. I thought, well, well you know, it, it it makes for less drama on the first gig. Mm. So yeah, who else? Who else do we have? We had um, Jerry Chang. Jerry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it never. Yeah, See, we, we I've, had I've, a massive conversation about pronouncing his name. I've thrown it? you there with yeah. the Che, haven't I? Because yeah, it's yeah. K Y E I. I always thought it was Kai, but uh, yeah, yeah it's Che, is it? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Jerry. I only learned but, that the other night, and I'm now I'm now a fan yeah. of of, uh, of the name. Uh, but he does go on posters by Jerry, just the letter K, uh, to make life easier for everyone. Yeah, but. Well, he, he absolutely killed it. What a lovely bloke he is! Yeah, lovely guy. He's, he's done a couple for us now, and uh, and hopefully he'll do more. At uh, Southwold, we had a uh, John Mann. I wasn't at Southwold, but you were, weren't you? you yeah. yeah, he had him. He had him in stitches. He was great. Brilliant. And we we also had a uh, Nelson T. Comba Comba Junior. Uh, yeah, 
again, seeing him on the bigger stage there, he, he uh, yeah, they did, loved him. Did well, he won you all uh, competition, didn't Dirty he? Dirty so, Dozen champion. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't gigged for me in a couple of years. His maybe. career has, has, has been flying since he won the Dirty Dozen competition. I saw him today. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Bumped into him in Norwich. Does he carry the, the big trophy on a chain round his neck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he does, yeah. I yeah. thought so. I thought yeah, he yeah. would. <laughs> Lovely. Who else did you have? Uh, Pam Ford. Absolutely killing it. Uh, MC in a brand new gig, which is always tricky. Uh, but absolutely had them eating out of the hand, which is always lovely to see. As is Pam. Lovely. Oh, I've put all in a day's work. I went to the uh, Great Yarmouth Library. Oh. And just by chance, they had this kind of um, recruitment thing for further education, like a, a little expo going on there conference whatever and they had loads of stores around and there was one which had the police uh, represented there was well, sting and no no not sting silly you uh, the um the real police officers of of Yarmouth and i was with a student and he was talking to the student and he said okay uh what do you want to do and he then my student said oh i'd like to be in the police he said i'll tell you what you shouldn't do you shouldn't go to a comedy night in Chedgrave, and tell the MC that you're a police officer. That's my advice to you, son. <laughs> <laughs> so, so was this copper? Uh, yeah. He was a, yeah. a customer, was he? He'd obviously a come to a gig, and I just said, "Oh, was that you? Was it?" Because it was a, it was a while back, and I think some somebody had. Uh, it must have been me. Had uh, had had a little bit of a. Bit of interaction with yeah. with the police officer. Anyway, uh, it was all good, friendly stuff, and I uh, ended by. Uh, giving him a promoter mouth card. He goes, you don't stop, do you? Anyway, <laughs> that was that. And then I went outside, and this was a weird one that happened. I was in sitting in my car, and a woman got out of her car parked next to me, and there was some bird poo on her car, right, on by, by the window, and she wiped it with her hand. Right. <laughs> she wiped it with her hand, well, just a bare hand. Yeah, and it didn't come off. So she opened the car, got a cloth out, wiped it off. You'd, right? you'd have done that first. Yeah, and then she put the cloth back in the car and then opened up a chocolate bar and started eating it. Oh. <laughs> Only in Great Yarmouth. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was one of my observations. And I thought, well, I might mention that on the podcast. When I see things like that, I think, you dirty cow. Yeah. Have a word. She didn't know I was watching her, surely. So this bit's called Praise Be. Who do you want to thank today, Pablo? Well, I won't bang on about it too long because I've already touched on it to some tune, uh, and you might not keep it all in. But um, yeah, just want to thank the. Uh, the, the oh, is this, is, are you talking about one of your gigs again? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, don't, I, I, I do. I don't do them every week, do I? So you know, I, I sort of go big when I do them. But yeah, I just wanted to thank the staff uh, at, at the Southwold and uh, Secretary and yourself for helping out. Patreon Sai was there helping me out for the first time, and uh, and Old Lost Towns was helping me out, as well as everybody else. There's a whole lot of people that get to come together to help. You're very welcome. It was a good couple of gigs, that one. Yeah, so thanks for that. Um, anybody else you'd like to thank? Yeah, I'd quite like to thank uh, um, comedy firms who have the who are good enough to contact me after I've contacted them with a bit of a grumble about their activities being a bit too close to mine. And that happened a couple of times this week, um, and I was made aware there's a, a gig starting off in near Southwold. It's actually Saxmundham, but I thought it was Southwold because it said it was in Southwold. 
Um, and obviously that potentially gives me an issue because I've got a decent gig in Southwold. So that was, well, sort of triggered me at first, but I gave it some thought, Kay. Honestly, it did. And, and in the round, um, I think that gig started about the same time as mine in Southwold did yeah. after the pandemic. I did bring that to your attention. You did, and I wasn't fully aware of that. Um, and they only have a, like a three-month window. It's yeah. a seasonal summer it, fair weather venue. It is a is a bit of a bugger and, and, a, and a, so I had a bit of a moan. I flicked off a couple of emails. But to be fair, uh, uh, both the people I moaned at, um, one of them works for the comedy store who got a gig next next to mine in Gorston as well. Chat rang me up, nice enough, um, apologetic, explaining how it came around and and, and what have you. So so you know, um, I, I sort of emphasised with him that I've looked to collaborate more than anything rather than burn bridges. And the other chap rang me up, and you know, to be completely fair, to him, uh, this is the promoter guy who's recently started working with this gig. He rang me up and said he, you know, whilst he was aware that I was doing something there, um, he, he ought to have sort of got in touch and he apologised for that. And I thought that's big of you. I can't say can't say uh, further than that. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I'm glad you see it that way because, as I say, they are um, they're they're loading the comedy in there though. They've got like five or six gigs in the space of two months. Comedy. It's, it does potentially knack in my summer, but I mean, I've only got one in June and then I start again in September. I was thinking about booking more, but I think I'll just leave them to it and put my feet up for So you're, you're just thanking their professionalism in dealing with it? Yeah, I guess so. Nice. Yeah, yeah can't say fair on that. No, that's good. Uh, I've put uh, thanks to Claire Preston, because she sent us a message. Uh, yeah. uh, she's been listening to the podcast, and she is married to James Preston, who signed up to the Patreon. Oh, Good, Which well, good egg. It's worth noting though that Patreon is not like Netflix, is it? You, you shouldn't really be sharing Patreon memberships, should you? Mm. I think I think there's you, if you do anything, you've got to have two per household if two people are listening. Yeah, we'll have to come down on that. Yeah, <laughs> you can't go. You can't just go letting other people listen to the Patreon stuff, yeah. James. Um, I, that's clearly happening, but um, yeah, thank you, Claire. It's, it's a delight that you listen, so thank you. Let's move on to this. This is a busy little section this week. Comedy oh. rumours. Forward slash. Shithousery. Yeah. This is this is um, what I think some people are coming to the podcast for, to see what, what shit we're, uh, we're housering today. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a funny section, isn't it? You know? It is a funny section. I, I do sometimes wonder how good for the soul it is. It's been a good launching point for uh, conversations about what's right and wrong in comedy. It has, but clearly some people are finding it a little bit of a bit of a thorn in the side, aren't they? Well, we don't want to make our listeners nervous, do we? No, we don't. Uh, yeah, and, and we also don't want to. Uh, you know, we don't want to upset anyone. And, and also, one man's shithousery is another man's uh, fair play, depending on which way you see it. It, it. it can often be that. You've put green room vibes. Yeah. What's that? Well, I just wondered, after after the gig on Friday, I mentioned it again, uh, after after the gig on Friday, it made me wonder how much more effort, if any, I should put into the green room and and having, uh, having it a bit more of a sanctum for comics and how much I should be in there and how much I should let other people in there. Um, I, I was listening to an American podcaster, uh, who's also a comedian, but he's better at podcasting, Joe Rogan. 
But I mean, he was talking about green rooms, and if you've got somebody in there who spoils the vibe or, and doesn't let you sort of um, sort of get in the zone before a gig, he he was mentioning that uh, you know he finds that difficult. And I've never thought about it till then. Never thought about it. And then fast forward to Friday in the green room at um, uh, uh, Sector Theatre. And previously, the gig before, I was in the green room. Um, when you've got a headline act and everybody wants a selfie and everybody sort of wants a piece of them, it's, they must be used to it. And they're all, they're all very gracious. But I just wondered, and again, I'm probably, probably, and you'll tell me, Kai, I'm probably overthinking this, but... I just just wondered if I should put more of an effort into sort of uh, sort of protecting their space, especially before a gig. You know? mm, interesting. How's it go down at the comedy store? Does that uh, everyone's does... just milling around in and out? If they don't want to be in there, they go elsewhere. But you get, do you get random people sort of wandering in? And... No, you don't get randoms the, the, wandering the, the, the in. The staff. It right? is a bit more of a sacred space. You get yeah. you get connected people wandering in. But um, staff, staff basically. And, yeah. Staff can yeah, but you don't get many staff popping in and out really. They you know they come in if they need need to be in there because it's yeah. it's a bit of a run through to the back of the stage. You, you had two lovely green rooms at Setford. Well, it was actually there was a ladies and uh, a man's changing room and then a green room. You might be overthinking it. Uh, yeah, I may be. So when I heard that. Men, being mentioned on Joe Rogan, I thought maybe I ought to be protecting my space a little bit. I think what you, and, I, th- and, I think if anything, what you should be concentrating on for the green room is at least unwrapping the bottled water and maybe you know I, o- opening I, the the multi pack of crisps and emptying I, them on the table. Kai, at a minimum, I don't think anybody gives a tiny shite about the bloody crisp being open. Yeah. I know you, you would. I, but, I yeah. do, yeah, yeah. I think that, that to me, would make more sense. <laughs> yeah. well, I'll take that on board, but yeah. I, I think that's a, a peripheral <laughs> issue, the one I was raising, but, yeah, I'll, I'll take it on board, and then I'll do probably nothing about it. Let, let's talk about an act slash promoter that I was friends with, right? Got quite friendly with, and I was helping them out oh. um, to find some headliners for gigs. A couple about a year or so ago, this was then, and I've only recently discovered this around that time. I had somebody send a direct message to the White Horse trying to poach the gig. Oh, yeah, asking them if they wanted comedy and stuff like that. Anyway, I've only just discovered that the act I was helping is only a director on the board of the company that sent the letter to my venue. Uh. What's that all about? It's a, a coincidence, surely. Surely. It must be a coincidence. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't mind transparency if I'm helping people. But, um, yeah, I didn't know about that. I didn't know they were a director on the board of a company that was trying to poach my gig. Yeah. Well, Is that coincidence? You've, you've, well, without having a direct conversation, you have to give the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. You've put entitled open spots getting themselves in hot water. Oh, I, I read this. Did he see it? What a chump. Yeah, yeah. What an absolute tool. I can't remember his name, but we'll, we'll make up his name, but it's out there. Let's, let's call him Bertie Chump. Right? <laughs> yeah. He, he, did a, he did an open spot for the guys up at Hot Water. And then when he didn't get a drink, 
because they don't get drinks on a Monday or something like that. Um, and didn't get really, didn't, didn't get treated like royalty up there. Yeah, yeah. Were, I, I didn't get your sort of ten minute video to, to sort of send around or whatever it was that they he was op- hoping to get. Which was actually the situation was he didn't read a little sign which said you can get your videos from this link. Oh, is that in right? the green room? There, so, they're well prepared up there. So you do get a video um, as an open spot. And what did he do? He went on. Uh, he went on Google reviews, didn't he? And started uh, sparring off. He left him a one star review. Yeah, yeah, that's an open spot. Leaving a club a one star review because he didn't get a drink. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's going to work out well for him because the first thing they did was go onto a, a comedy forum and said, "Be careful booking this idiot. He leaves you a one star review if you, <laughs> if you don't give him a drink." And one of the things he said in their interaction was, "Oh, I hope I haven't burned any bridges." <laughs> This bit's called Parking Like a Twat in Loddon and Chedgrave brackets. No good bit. Yeah, they're better. I think you've, you, you've, yeah, you're, you're working on your local bit. It must be this mic. It could be. It yeah. sounded better. Yeah. Yeah. Sounded, well, for, for, for the uninitiated, I'm trying to sound like Kai when he, when he says local bit. Local bit. Exactly like it, wasn't it? That was Kai that time, not me. They definitely know that. <laughs> that was Pablo. <laughs> okay, I've put post orifice. I saw you put that, and yeah. uh, I'm, I'm, I have no idea what you're on about. Well, Loddon recently had a change of hands at the post office. <laughs> this is this is what people are tuning in for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they need to really get their act together. Well, well, why orifice? Well, because my wife went in there and she was queuing up to post a letter. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And she was nearly at the counter. And then some school kids came in. Oh, and they got their sweets and their drinks and stuff. And then he beckoned them forward in front of my wife to serve them. And then she was waiting and she let that, that slide. And then some more boys came in and got their sweets and their bottles of Prime or whatever the shit they're buying. And he beckoned them forward. And my wife had to say, excuse me, can you serve me? Because she was waiting there. Right, and right. then, yeah. And, and that is the sort of thing that's going on there. Clearly, they get more profit out of the, out of the, um, uh, what, the food kids and drinks. Kids that come in every day about the Prime. That's where they're getting their, uh, their profits from, isn't it? And their vape pens and whatever. Uh, yeah. And, and disregarding... The people that are using it as it, what it is, which is a post office. It might be to get them in and out. So, so I know I'm not, I don't mean to play. That sounds nasty, but I know when I was a kid, and it might not be the same. But if we were in, we were only allowed sort of about four or five of us in, in in the corner shop near the school at any given one time. The reason being, any more than that, things would go missing and they couldn't control it. So they probably wanted these kids in and out of there pretty sharpish. So. Well, so so they don't have to spend all the time watching all the balls of prime going missing. And, well, and you know, I I can Pokemon sort of cards. understand that. But when when yeah, when you're in there, and my wife posted loads of stuff. Uh, yeah, you just don't do that to your customer. Do the job. Take it in turns. Is it almost as that takes down all your eBay goods to the post office? That's the one. I mean, she must be in there about five times a day. All the shit you sell. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit like that, yeah. yeah. I'm surprised that I was behind one person in the post office the other day, and he had a little box. It was a young lad, had a little box which he posted, and the guy said, "So what's in it?" 
and it, it took him aback a bit because it was like none of you. Th- yeah, none of your business. Yeah. Your, he just said, "It's just a small artifact," <laughs> <laughs> and that was apparently um, an okay answer. Is they, that an okay answer? Well, they always ask because I think that if um, if they've got batteries or something in, or kilos of cocaine. Yeah. So what's in it? None of your business, yeah. mate. Yeah. Just. Yeah, just stick a sticker on it and put I, it in the bag. They do. Yeah, I, I find that a bit bit of a yeah a bit much when they ask you that. And the other thing, when you, you know, when you go to the chemist and you have to order something, right? you, you you ask for something over the counter, and then you you get get the question back, "Who's it for?" And you think, "I don't really want to speak about this." No. And then you go, "Well, what's it for?" Yeah. Where are you going to use it? It's for my itchy bollocks, mate. Yeah, exactly. It's for my athlete's ass. I do a lot of driving. So why are you asking me? But they, they, they make you say it out loud, don't they? They do. You know, I find that really uh, yeah, yeah. off-putting. Uh, there's one chemist who didn't know it just stopped doing that because the woman was like, she, she, she didn't even give it me. She said, oh, well, you, you can't have it for that. I said, my missus is a nurse. She told me to. Anyway. anyway. Okay. Yeah. 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 So we've done the high street boots and the post office. No, I just think they just need to... Um, this wasn't in London, this was in Norwich. Okay, well, you'd think they'd know better. Yeah. I've put... Oh, a masala mugging. A masala mugging. Have you had a bad experience? I'd say it was bordering on a bad experience. I went to the masala garden to get a takeaway on, uh, the, on a Sunday. Right, okay. And, and the reason I went on a Sunday is because it's 20% off, so I thought, on a Sunday, if you pay cash. Yeah, right. Yeah. That keeps everyone happy, yeah. except the tax man, probably. <laughs> so I went in and I ordered, and it was like 33 quid or something. And I paid it. And I said, have you put the discount on? He said, yeah. And then luckily I saw the receipt, the the, the bill go down on the on the table. He'd only charged, uh, let me off 10%. Oh. Right. So I said to him, I said, oh, excuse me, you've only done 10% there. I've just noticed that. It's 20% with cash on a Sunday. He said, oh, no, it's not. No, it's not. And then I got a menu and I said, yeah, it even says it on the front of the menu. He said, oh, that's probably an old menu. <laughs> and then I, I and I was like, really? Anyway, I put the menu down. I walked outside, took a photo of the wall, which has like a, a an eight meter by five meter yeah. banner on the wall that says 20 percent off on a Sunday with cash only. Right. Took a photo of it, went back in. I said, no, I think you're wrong. Actually, it is 20 And I thought, why am I doing this? Yeah, because cause you had it in your mind, he was going to tell me and, and the listeners on the pod, right? <laughs> it felt like it. And as soon as it happened, I thought, that's one. Right, got you now. Anyway, yeah, mediocre food came quite quick. Was, wasn't wasn't, wasn't wasn't the best, but that was that happened, and it, I think train your staff. Did he? Uh, did he, was he not speaking to the proprietor? No. Well, even the the lad, even though I would showed him the photo and showed him the menu, still had to go into the kitchen. So there's a guy here kicking off. Well, to, to check whether it was actually a thing, like you just give him a Scottish fifty. Yeah, and then he came back and begrudgingly gave me three quid out of the till, yeah. and I was happy with that. Bought another pint. Did, did he make you feel like a, like a trouble causer? No, I didn't, though, because I knew I was absolutely right. So I didn't No, I didn't feel like a trouble causer. But what I did do, I made that mistake of buying an extra pint while, oh, I, while oh. I was waiting for the food. Uh, Not realising I'd sort of lost track of time with all this drama going on. So, so it was then, cold food. And then as soon as the pint came, the food turned up, didn't it? And I'm, uh, I'm sat there, you know, drinking a pint whilst the food's sitting there thinking that was a wrong move. Yeah, shouldn't have been so petty and churlish. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> You've put Lowestoft Seagull Execution. Well, there's a theme theme running here. On the uh, Lowestoft Constabulary Facebook page, which is just over the border from the Yarmouth where your, where your um, uh, comedy punter works, um, have you seen the Lowestoft Constabulary Facebook page? It's quite the thing. They, they've employed somebody who's actually quite funny to do their... Um, uh, do their socials, so it's, it's definitely worth checking into because the guy, the guy's got it right. He understands what funny is. This bit wasn't that funny. The, the content was a bit mad. Somebody in Lowestoft shooting bloody seagulls with a, an air pistol. Okay, yeah, yeah. There's a dead seagulls everywhere, and, they're, and, and they're, they're trying to find this seagull executioner. Is it illegal? I, mean, I think it is. Yeah, because he's shooting firearms into. Well, the, the police aren't happy about it. No, I bet. Yeah. But people shoot stuff all over the place around here, don't they? Yeah, no, look, I, I don't like seagulls. I've gone on record on here, so I was saying I think seagulls are like the world's shittiest bird. But you shouldn't shoot them, should you? No, no, you shouldn't. No, no, I don't think that's in dispute, is it? No. no. I'm, and I'm pretty sure it is illegal, shooting seagulls. No, I didn't know if it was if it was classed as like hunting, like when you shoot What, in game? a built-up area? Mm, no, it's not then, is it? That'd be like if somebody shot your dog, you know. Well, I'm not sure about that. Well, yeah, yeah it's exactly. You, you wouldn't like it. No, I'm not sure whether it's the same. Well, oh, I... you like dogs, you don't like seagulls, so it's clearly not the same. But <laughs> you, no, I, I, I've got your point. Um, I still think they there should be some recipes for seagull, though. I saw one the other day, and I thought it's a big bird. It looks bloody tasty. It's not. It's not going to be. We tasty. talked about this a while back, but I did yeah. see one the other day, and it reminded me of what we talked about. And I thought. They do. They look like you get a good meal out of a a, a seagull. Yeah, if you could have, well, yeah, we, I, I, they're just going to taste oily and like vomit. No, no, I think they might taste like chicken. No. This is opinion horse. And you it, don't normally say it like that. Are you okay today, Pablo? Uh, this bit's called opinion horse. There we go. Are you all right? <laughs> a bit tired from work. Yeah. Um, a bit matter of fact that was. I put Lionel Richie seventy three. Yeah. Uh, why? Why? What? What's? Has he? Has he been spabbing off? No, he hasn't. But um, he performed at the coronation concert, oh, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And loads of people were saying how terrible he sounded. He's seventy three years old. He's a legend. And lots of people saying he didn't sound good. He kept adding lots of ow into his. Set, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't sound that great. I remember that. Okay. Not, not as bad as that lady. What's that lady called? Uh, oh, what's she called? She, I, mean, I had a look on Twitter just to see I wasn't imagining it. Everybody's going, what the hell is she doing? Who was that? Oh, what's she called? I don't know who you're talking about. I didn't see the Very concert. eccentric. Female pop star. Mm. But she she was she basically sounded like a pop singer. People were posting memes of uh, Vic Reeves doing the <laughs> okay. like that, saying here she is. Oh, what was she called? Yeah, let's uh, find out. Let's find out. Let's find out. Yeah, we can find out. No, but the um the Lionel Richie thing, I just think it was a bit mean. I don't think it sounded as bad at the concert. This happens a lot when you watch concerts on the telly, because the sound in like a massive stadium setup. It's very different to the sound that they then channel through for the live feed, isn't it? Sorry, I was... The open-air sound is very different to the live sound. I was searching coronation pub singing. Oh, but that's my point anyway. I think it's unfair, although he was uh, doing a lot of extra vocal embellishing. Paloma Faith. 
Oh, ow. <laughs> Paloma. <laughs> can we hear a bit of that? I wonder. Uh, let's find a bit and let's see if we can hear a bit. Will you lay me down? We dip it on the ground. Will you serenade me with a song you used to play? Oh, dear. Will you hold me? Now let's cut to Vic Reeves. <laughs> yeah, okay. It was Paloma Reeves. There we go. Very nice. Um, I've put on opinion horse here Sybil Unrest. All right, what's happened, Kerry? Well, you know they've rebooted Faulty Towers. Yeah. Um, and yeah. People got the knickers in a twist about all that. They did. Well, particularly, I mean, I felt sorry for Connie Booth, who used to be a co-producer for that or co-creator. His ex-wife. And didn't even know about the reboot until she read about it in the paper. I think that was a bit off. How many times has he been married? Oh, I don't know. Because, well, I don't know, because I, I thought the reason why he's still out there is because he keeps getting divorced and he's got, all his ex-wives have got his money. Maybe, well, yeah, that is a, that is a fact. But so um, could explain it. The Sybil unrest part is the fact that in this new uh, reboot, they've killed off Sybil Fawlty. She's dead. <sighs> so anyway, yeah, um, that's happened. I just think uh, that's that's a poor move. I mean, she does have dementia now, the actress that plays... Well, she won't, she won't mind them, will she? Well, it's a bit unfair, isn't it? I think well, you know, she could have been talked about. She maybe she gets some kind of uh, royalties for the original. You know, she'll get some benefit, won't it? Maybe be, because people will start playing the originals more. Again I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how people feel about that. I, I'm not too keen on it. I'd have to know more about it. Yeah. Well, no, the fact they've killed Sybil Fawlty. Oh, that's well, my point. Well, yeah. Forget all the other stuff about not knowing what it was being written, but yeah, Sybil Fawlty. Well, you can't get the same actress if she's got, got dementia. Yeah, but you don't have to kill her. What are you going to do? Just wheel up a poor lady with dementia and no, say, she, yeah, do a bit of acting? She just doesn't have... She could be talked about, couldn't she? She could still have existed in their minds. She could have just been doing stuff. She could have sent them the odd message here and there. It, I don't know. It might be might have been expedient for the, the script writing. Seems a bit wrong to me. Mm. They can't live forever, I suppose. No. You've put promoters saying a bit prior to gig starting. Yeah, yeah. I've been listening to a, a another podcast. Um, good podcast. I enjoy it. The, the uh, should have been there last week, I think. Yes, I, I quite like that one. Yeah, they have some it. interesting characters on there. They, 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 yeah, they certainly do. Um, uh, yeah, they, they do. And uh, they are, you, uh, are you trying to get on there? By mentioning it, do you, do you fancy yourself as being one of their promoters? I don't think I'm big enough. Well, I don't, I don't think I don't think I'm political well, at enough. some point they're going to run out of big ones, and yeah. then they'll filter down to you, and then they'll run out of views, and then they'll they'll go. Oh, let's just go for the guys with the pub gigs, and then they'll they'll get me in. Well, you got that comedy store gravitas as well, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, I haven't thought about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know. It, yeah. They're more than welcome to have either or both of us. But no, anyway, I'm, that, I'm definitely not, that, not that, of that status. Yeah, 
Yeah. Regardless of, of what status we are or, or what we are, it piqued my interest. One of, one of the things they were talking about, I think it was the last one they did. I listened to two together, and, and it sort of made me think because they it's a pod where they talk about talk to promoters and they basically discuss a lot of things about promoters and and the relationships between promoters and acts and that kind of thing. So I find it interesting for obvious reasons, as, as I'm sure you, as I'm sure you do, Guy. But one thing that they were saying, whether it was a good idea for promoters to say things prior to the gig starting on the mic. You like to do that. Well, this is it. I mean, they were sort of essentially saying, well, it's dangerous territory, you, you know, you, you, uh, you shouldn't be making the night all about you and all the rest of it. And it made me think, well, am I doing that? Am I doing that? And I do it because I don't want to burden the MC. Well, for a number of reasons. And I don't do it forever. I just go on for a short time at the beginning. This is me justifying what I do, right? I don't want to burden the MC with uh, all the sales stuff. Mention very briefly a couple of housekeeping things and uh, say that up front. And also, um, it is a little bit about branding uh, a bigger gig because I don't MC them like you. I, I, I quite like having uh, the people who put the gig on to know that I'm the guy that's putting the gig on purely because of branding and purely, it, I think it's good for business. And and I don't think I'm, I'm the perfect face for my own gigs, but I am the face for my own gigs. Yeah, so, I mean, so, I came to one where you did that once, and everyone was primed and ready for the comedy, and then little old you popped up, tried to flog them tickets to next month's gig before they'd even seen any comedy. Yeah, no, I just mentioned it. Yeah, I, well, it's I, a point I, of sale. I would, I would it? flip it to the end of the show when they when they're still there. I know they've had a few drinks by then. Yeah, but, but you know, just put a full stop on it if you were going to do it. If I yeah, that, that's the way I might do. It. But what I do do right, I I I, 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 I do the sale. I tell them to all subscribe to the podcast, which I think worked really well at Woodbridge, right? Yeah, we had good listens, didn't <laughs> yeah, we? Yeah, you yeah. played it on a big video screen. Yeah, exactly. And I told them that they could relate, like who I, who I was and what have you. And then I draw a line under it, kill all the lights, and you can't always do this in a pub gig. Absolutely, make it pitch black. Play. The entrance music, mm. and 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 obviously start the night, which is like you, you can tell something different's going on. So, yeah. so I, I do that, yeah, and I, and I'll probably continue to do that. It's not my place to change that, mate. Yeah, yeah. well, it's a point of sale, and I'm going to do it. And also, you get MCs on; they're full, they're absolutely rammed with with adrenaline. And sometimes they actually don't say what you ask them to. They go in and they go, "What do you do for a living?" And do all this stuff. They mm. do a brilliant night, and they don't. They don't do it, and it often gets missed. So I like to do it at the beginning of the night, and it worked because I did it, and I sold the fuck ton of tickets for my next gig there as well. We didn't have to swear then. We were doing really well until then. <laughs> <laughs> this is hellfire and damnation. What happens here, Pablo? Oh, in this section. We outline a scenario where each one of us has been wronged or where we think someone or something should be thrown into the pits of hell. Nice. So you've put, or you've put, um, freedom of information menaces. Yeah. Yeah, this has come to my attention. We live in a very small place here. Yeah. Okay. But there are some individuals in the community that seem to uh, want to to make freedom of information requests persistently to people like the parish council. That must cost a few, Bob. And yeah. I don't know um I don't know what the purpose is. 
um, a little bit of a menace, and I I just want to stick that uh, ball bag into <laughs> the the pits, <laughs> of the pits of hell. Can I say you sent me a you sent me a couple of clippings of the things that have gone in? David Super Twat is making loads and loads of requests, right? And not only did he want the, the the security guy's name and badge number, which he didn't have anyway, um, but he also then asked for the hygiene certificates for the for the ice cream van at the coronation celebration. So that's one. He requested information for about financial stuff for the how much it costs for the toilets at the stave, how much we're paying for that per person in the uh, community. Overlooking the fact that it's costing thousands of pounds to us for the freedom of information request. Do, do, do you think he knows it's costing thousands of pounds? Maybe he just thinks he's getting what's rightfully his, the information. Yeah. If, if that's the case, that is sort of forgivable. But if he's doing it because he knows it's causing a lot of ball ache for people who are volunteering and actually costing money for people who are actually contributing. Mm, maybe. I mean, it's not a very civic-minded thing to do, is it? Really? Well, he's not a very civic-minded person. Maybe he thinks he is. He's just going about it the wrong way. Well, why, well, is, I, why is his name Super Twat, then? Well, yeah. Says it all, doesn't I, it? I said maybe. He probably yeah. isn't. It sounds a bit of a bellend. But... I mean, we do all have right uh, the right to do that, but the, it's constant recordings of meetings. It's it's, it's all the transcripts. Um, it, just because you can doesn't mean you have to. And this is all information you can find on the internet. Uh, you can see all of the requests that he's made, and some of them have been refused, and I bet that grinds his gears. Uh, yeah, I bet he hates being turned down. Move on to the next one, I suppose. Yeah. You've put oh inappropriate freebies. You no, know, this is where I went to the, uh, the education, education thing, and one of the it was a home support stand where they go in your home, and their freebies on the table. Some had gonks and pencils. They had syringe pens. Yeah, what do you think about that? It's uh, home support in Great Yarmouth of all places, and they're giving out. Pens that look like syringes to kids. So, like when Pulp Fiction came out, everybody was saying it was glamorizing drugs. Mm. Yeah, is that what's got? What's going on? Or is it when Zamo started being a heroin addict and, and uh, it was it was all about just saying no? Well, I, ca- I couldn't what, what, see what are you trying to achieve with that. I couldn't see the connection. Either they go round give home support and um, maybe administer medication, but I can't see how a syringe is a good promotional tool for any. Well, if you're selling H. <laughs> That's just, yeah. Did you get us one? Whoever, <laughs> I've got one over there. Can I have it? <laughs> you're keeping it, aren't you? I am. Yeah, you yeah. got me one. I've been using it. But, um, yeah, whoever whoever come up with that idea deserves a smack. <laughs> is, is that going into the uh, hellfire and damnation, is it? Yeah. I just yeah. think it was bloody silly. Because yeah. I had a student there. He's only, like, um, what is he, 16 years old. Um and this is not the sort of thing you want to be chucking around, giving them to take home. You don't want to be normalising that sort of paraphernalia, is yeah. my point. So, yeah. Bad blood and Machiavellian goings-on in local comedy. Yeah. What's that, Pablo? You've put that in. Yeah. I, th- I th- You know, I think there's a, it's, it's a fairly small local community for comedy and... Uh, if there's a lot of bad blood around when people are sort of a bit near each other, and I've got to sort of man up to sort of being a bit grumpy about this from time to time, probably need to work with each other rather than against each other. So I'm putting in 
bad blood and Machiavellian goings on into the pits of hell. Okay, make it make it not happen. Is that what you were hoping? I would rather it didn't happen. I think there's a lot of bitching going on. Yeah, there is, and and um, I think some individuals are probably stirring it more than others. <laughs> um, I would say um, I'm not sure how much this podcast contributes to yeah. said goings on, but you know, you meet people. You give them, uh, you you give them sometimes an inch, they take a mile, and sometimes you trust people. And I always, you know, I've always been quite open. I've always um, engaged with other promoters in the area, and and usually got on decent terms. Um, but then you start to discover that actually it's not a two way thing, and some people are backstabbers. As I said earlier, one man's shit houseery is another man's bloody fair play. And and it's down to interpretation, uh, depending on <laughs> your point of view, where, what you're getting out of it, and also the type of person you are. And there are two sides to every story, and right, I don't think you're, I don't is, think yeah. we're all hundred percent innocent in these things. And there is a lot of space for a lot of gigs to go on in the area, yeah. just not on your doorstep, eh? Would prefer that not to happen, but yeah. if sometimes it happens and not not with bad intention, it just sort of happens. So, yeah. Yeah, what, what can I say? I'm a lover, not a fighter. Oh, that's beautiful. Shall we plug our gigs, Pablo? Yeah, let's do that. Um, I've got June the 1st, 2nd and 3rd. Oh, wow. That's good. Sound a bit more enthusiastic. Yeah. No, I was thinking about one because you, you get grumpy when I can't remember mine. Oh, so you, was, are you was, trying was, to think I, of them? Is I, that I, what yeah, it was? I've not written them down. Um, so. No, I've got Dan Evans and I've got Mitch Ben um, and I've got Danny Post Hill on the 3rd of June um, in Beckles, Chedgrave and Swaffham. Um, and on June the 6th, I've got Cray Cray Comedy and Music at the Comedy Store. You've got a big headliner. Uh, we are still waiting on our big headliner to confirm, but we do have a big host. We have Nick Helm as our host. Oh, brilliant. Uh, that's going to be good. And we also have Shazia Mirza. Oh, right. uh, She's fantastic. And uh, we also have another, another person. Oh, um, <laughs> who you haven't booked yet? Or who, uh, who, you can't remember. I can't remember. Uh, see, uh, you need to be better with this bit, don't you? Ben Norris. Oh, well remembered. And we, we're going to be booking a couple more in. We've got a few in mind. I don't think I can uh, name them yet because yeah. they tend to get a bit. Uh, agents don't like it if you promote acts that aren't on the bill. Yeah, well, that's fair enough. Oh, I haven't confirmed. Yeah, yeah, well, it's understandable. <laughs> that's what I'm not saying. Well, I have got confirmed on June the 3rd, our good old mate Arthur Smith at Southwold Arts Centre. As well as June the 3rd, I've got July the 8th, the Lord Kitchener's Memorial Centre at, uh, well, in Lowestoft. And we have a good local selection of comics, the best local ones in John Mann, uh, and Justin Panks. Uh, we also have the podcaster that we from the aforementioned pod, uh, who's also a comedian, Paul Ricketts. And we have headlining Danny Postal. Lovely. And August the 4th, I think it is, we've got Hal Cruttenden headlining at Golson's Ocean Room. Oh, I'll tell you who I've got. Who's you got, Kay? In July, I'm very excited about July the 6th and 7th, I've got Scott Bennett. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Coming, yeah, yeah, for the first time, and yeah. who knows, 
you know, maybe for the pub gigs the last time because he's doing great stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I know he's probably getting offers all over, but he's uh, sticking with it. And, yeah, 6th and 7th. Selling out his tours. He's done live at the Apollo. And he's one of the better acts that have done live at the Apollo as yeah, well, in my he opinion. Yeah, he has, yeah. Yeah, and he is fantastic. So that's going to be a good one. Shall we, shall we move on? Let's do that. Contrition. Are, are we doing this thing where you put one because you want me to apologise? Yeah. Go on. Um, I've put the word jubilee. Yeah. And I'm sick and tired of hearing it. And so I put it up there. Because I get it mixed up with coronation. All the way through my fantastic coronation celebration podcast last week, <laughs> you kept calling it the Jubilee. And so, I think not only is it disrespectful to King Charles III, but also to his mother, God rest her soul, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth. Um, you know, I think getting those two mixed up, I yeah. think it deserves an apology. Just apologise to me. As I'm, you know, as a mate. Bollocks. Oh, come on. You, Bollocks. You got it wrong. I was inundated with emails going, right. he keeps calling it the Jubilee. He was inundated with emails. Emily at the parish council was saying, oh, she couldn't believe you called it the Jubilee after all the effort we put into the coronation. It felt like a Jubilee, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, well. It did. It was close. Pa- Pablo, it, do the right thing. No, I'm not, I'm not going to. Wow. No, because um, had I felt bad about it, I would would have done. Um, I, I, I think it's petty and churlish. <laughs> I think you're being petty and churlish right now by, by not apologising for something that was clearly you a mistake. You want me to apologise to you? Is that what you said? My grandmother taught me to apologise for mistakes, and I'd like you to take that on board. <laughs> it was a for mistake. the listener, go back to previous episodes and see what happens when I try to get him to apologise. <laughs> yeah, but if, if it's clearly a mistake that's on record... That it was jubilee. You said it maybe three times. Yeah, I say it. I say it more if you want jubilee. And, and no, and also hope well, everyone no, had a good jubilee no, last week. Worse, worse still. The weekend before, in the blurb write-up that you've been putting around oh, on the yeah. internet. That's it. I said oh, jubilee. the lovely jubilee. That was what. That was the play on words you were going for. And I thought you were just about a year out of date, mate. It's yeah. not lovely jubilee. Was was last year? Oh, it felt like one. Yeah, but nobody else noticed. You could have put amazing coronation. That's a that's that that sort of works. Oh what? Amazing coronation. <laughs> it's kind of... I lost you. Why is that a thing? It sort of rhymes, doesn't it? Amazing. You went for lovely jubbly. No, I don't think it is. It just how it just so happens. Oh, oh, you thought I was trying to be uh, literate. Lovely jubbly, yeah. 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 Lovely jubbly. Oh, well, that makes it even worse than if you weren't thinking yeah. that. You no, just well, made a mistake. Lo- lovely is just one of the four adjectives I use when I'm describing something positive. Then you ruin it by calling it the jubbly. That's fine. All that effort we put in. You could apologise. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Uh, I could, but I'm not. Pablo, this has been quite a short one. Yeah, yeah. We should just keep talking. <laughs> what should we talk about, Pablo? I'll tell you what I have noticed at gigs. Um, if you do one in a venue where they look after the bar, they really need, and it's happened to me a couple of times, on, at first times in new venues, and you, you may have seen this, at the break, if they're not set up to sell to a full house, it can drag on a little bit. And, yeah. and whilst... They're sort of welcoming and having the full house, but it, it's difficult for them if they haven't maximised the uh, revenue, and also it's difficult for the night if the if the uh, 
the brakes drag on too long. Uh, and that, that happened. And um, with hindsight, I should have been ready for that and got in touch with them beforehand and said, look, if you're not used to a full house yeah. and you're running a bar once, you know, for a full house, maybe once a month or something like that, you probably need to... Well, well, were they, fact, were they, they rammed? They, they were absolutely rammed and they, it wasn't exactly a well-oiled machine. So interestingly, at Southwold, they've since become a well-oiled machine and they, they, they very efficiently take the money and get people's drinks out to them, which yeah. really helps. Yeah. I mean, on a very small scale, Simon at the White Horse and his team do a great job of that. Fantastic job you know, of that. I mean, he's right on it. Getting the orders. People are reluctant when they buy their first drink to get an order for the interval drink if they're not experienced in going to the theatre like that. But my God, I bet they wish they had once they see what the queues are like. Yeah, exactly. But it's like if you spend, okay, it's £20 for a round of drinks, get another round of drinks. It'd be 40 quid, but you're not going to be stood around in the interval. Yeah. And then sometimes you can even have your drink while everyone's queuing up. Grab another one before you go in. That also works. Um, On this note of drinking at gigs, Pablo, and it was a lovely little segue into it, um, you had a little character at your gig, didn't you? The Setford gig. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A yeah, super yeah. fan of Reg D. Hunter, so yeah. a self-proclaimed super fan. A, an obvious red wine Calvin in my books. What happened? Well, she, at one point during his, his set, she wanted to make it all about her. Yeah. And she was spabbing off a bit before and people were telling her to shush. Yeah. And all of, all of a sudden, she starts going, Reg, Reg, <laughs> like that, didn't she? Yeah. And the... Uh, and, she started showing, oh, I love you. Yeah, I love you. I'm a massive fan. I've watched you over ages. Oh, I love you. No, you carry on. You go for it. Go for it, Reg. Yeah, go yeah. for it. And, and Reg just said, can we have the house lights up? Because she clearly wants everyone to see her. And they put the house lights up. And then he thanked her and put the lights down and well, got it, on with it. But he, he handled it really well. Because I had every sort of bone in my body wanted to bloody chuck her out. Yeah, she was talking a lot. It It was uh, annoying people around her. Um, And I don't know what she'd been like in the first few acts. But uh, if you're a fan of an act, you don't derail their set just to tell them that. Uh, But she felt it was the right thing to do. But she was pissed. Well, two two things about that. Reginald handled it brilliantly. He he killed her with love. He said, well, thank you very much, (laughs) ma'am. And she she was like, oh. He actually said, you've made my night. Like that. And and she she'd have been absolutely flying off that, so so I thought that was a really good way of handling it. I wouldn't have thought of it. I've seen other acts handle exactly the same, and and kill the room with a bit a bit of like shut up, they're not here to see you. Mm. He, he he didn't do any of that, and he managed to shut her up, and he kept the room alive. So that's I think pure professionalism. Probably because he heard he probably heard what she said that she's a fan and loves him or whatever. I think. He picked up on that and maybe yeah, made it fair. I, I, Had she just been shouting out random stuff, well, it might have been different. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think I think the top acts know not to kill a room by 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 shouting somebody down, and and he's probably got enough awareness to understand that she may well have been there just for him as well. So he doesn't want to shout down his his audience. He's such a gentle soul, isn't he, old Reggie? And, and I think he's hyper intelligent as well so mm. and and it goes back to what we were saying about the drinks if the night hadn't gone on so long with the drinks and all the rest of it she might not have been quite so hammered okay yeah yeah so yeah. So, so you that's another reason you need to sort of do it quickly yeah i've um, had that in the past where the headline has gone on 
you know, at least half an hour later than probably I'd have liked. And yeah. by that time, they've had their comedy. They're now in drinking mode and yeah. just, you know, just coasting. And they don't always get the best of the room um, when that situation happens, especially when there's a lot of drinking going on. Yeah. And there sometimes can be. So if you have a, it's the difference between, you know, a 15 minute and a 20 minute interval could be three drinks, couldn't it? Yeah, well, <laughs> it could be. Yeah, yeah, exactly, you have yeah. one, have another, and then grab one before you go in, and, yeah. and it's good for the bar, but it's not always good for the, the, uh, the audience. Yeah, the occasion. Lovely. Let's wind this one down, Pablo, uh, for the Wednesday recording, um, and uh, yeah, let's uh, say goodbye to our wonderful mm-hmm. listeners, goodbye, and, listeners, and, and our uh, wonderful you, page, Patreon fans. Did you thank me? Yeah, so oh. thank you very much, Carrie. Thank you, Pablo. It's yeah. been a pleasurable week, um, full of drama, and hopefully everybody will come out of it better people. <laughs> Let's say goodbye to our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> goodbye, listeners. Goodbye, everyone. Support Kai and Pablo by becoming a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash promotermouths.